Welcome to Sip and Savor from Chris Shepard's Home Kitchen. So pretty. Thank you for having me here. Thanks for coming. So there is um, a reason we're meeting here in the morning. And well, it's not really morning. You said it's all day type of thing, right? Okay. So it is morning. Right. So Chris Shepard has newly launched a bacon sausage that folks can buy at HEB. So you can try to take it home, cook it yourself, and make all those yummy underbelly hospitality dishes on your own. Or whatever you want to do with it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. post it up. Let me know what you're doing with it because I always like to see what people are doing. So. Let's see the package because I have not seen it yet. So I haven't seen it yet because it's like sold out at ATV. I walked in there yesterday. It was gone. So which location? Uh, there's 62 Houston locations. Wow. And, and through College Baran Station. So um, I know they just... Two more pallets went out yesterday. So maybe I just steal this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I'm um, kinda, you know, I see it all the time. Yeah. So t- <laughs> so tell me about this um, you know, how this came to be. So this was you know, years ago when we had underbelly. Um it, it I we would buy everything that we possibly could from our local farmers. And one of them asked me if he's like, Hey, I'm really long on 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 lamb bellies. And I was like, Okay. You know, and I was thinking lamb bellies, you know, good size like this. We could probably do something with it. And they came in and I was like, man, that's just going to, I didn't really understand what, you know, 80 pounds of lamb bellies was going to look like. Mm-hmm. Um, I can only imagine. Yeah, yeah. I made that mistake one time when someone asked me if I could use a thousand ears of corn. Oh, wow. Wait, so yeah, where do you store that? Because this house is big. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> do you have some here? No, that was, uh, you know, it was, I just started sending corn to all of our friends, like, guys at Passive Provisions and Revival mm. and Cultivars, like everybody gets a case. Nice. Because um, it was just like someone called and they just needed to be gone. But um, with the lamb bellies, I talked to my butcher hobby and I was like, hey, let's cure it like bacon mm-hmm. and then grind it, put it into a casing and then smoke it. Because like lamb bellies kind of equated to bacon to me and he looked at me like, what? I was like, let's just try it. And we tried it and it was one of the best things I've ever had. And, it just was not sustainable to do a lamb bellies because, you know, that was a one-time deal. So right. we started working on a pork version of it. Um, and then it's been in the restaurants for five years now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you use it in a lot of dishes, right? Do. So it's not just, obviously, it's not a morning dish. But what are some of the things that people might have tried it in? Uh, well, I mean, right now, it's like I put it out on the grill. Okay. And it's just like a hot dog, mm-hmm. if you will. Yeah, that's um, kind of what it looks like. It's a perfect size for that. It is, yeah. That's why we did it this this size. People can eat it just like that or cut it and have it for breakfast. My business partner eats bacon sausage, I think, you know, four times a week in the mm-hmm. morning. It's like breakfast tacos and biscuits and, you know, but Hoppin' John or stewing with beans or Ooh, just anything you good. would do sausage with. And right. so we, we do it wholesale as well. Um, and we do it in, like, one and a half ounce links for kolaches and uh, hot bagel shop uses them. Oh, nice. So, so people might've tried them elsewhere mm-hmm. too. Okay, yeah. And then we do one pound ropes for barbecue places that don't really want to make their sausage or don't. Mm-hmm. Um, it just gives them a different, or if they do, it just gives them a different option. Very cool. And you know, this uh, partnership with HEB is not a new one. No. This all started uh, when you guys started doing take and bake dishes after, well, I guess when COVID right, started, as COVID started, right. Yeah. As COVID started, and so tell us about those bake and take, bake dish, take and bake dishes. That's a mouthful. <laughs> it because is. those aren't available anymore. But no. those were such a comfort to have during that time when you could get the food from your favorite restaurant. I'll tell you, HEB is one of the greatest companies on, on the face of the planet because they, uh, 
you know, for us as, you know, restaurant owners and, and re running restaurants, it was like, how do we do this? You know, we furloughed all of our staff, right. except for management. It's like, how do we, so managers, we, we put one fifth and in, in one fifth and in, in, uh, preserve into one restaurant and then Hay Merchant and Georgia James and we're just trying to get to go. Right. So, and wait, real quick, just to interrupt. Those are your four concepts that are yes. open right now. Georgia James, one fifth. Um, you preserve and hay yep. merchant. Okay. Those four. So you had to kind of shuffle at yeah. that time. And so it just like Nick Wong and Matt Staff were over here and then everybody was over here. And it was like, I started looking at it and I was like, look, we're going to get people in here to get a cheeseburger or a po' boy or gumbo or whatever we're doing like once a week. Right. Right. Because yeah. they're going to go out and try and support. Everybody's trying to support. Sure. And I was like, we need to follow that same model, you know, as, as a grocery store we how do you become a grocery store right and so it's like well we'll sell all of our steaks to go mm -hmm. and i looked at victoria who, who's our pastry director of purchasing i was like i need you to buy all of those metal containers with the lids to go that you can get your hands on right now she's right. like what and i was like just please and yeah. she's like okay so we dropped two pallets of those things and that i was, was like smart yeah because everything was to go yeah i mean you were, you were we were all at home well it was one of those things like we could make food you know, you're going to get that burger once a week, but if I give you an option of 10 different things and ways to feed your kids, because like all of a sudden now you're working from home and your kids are there, like right. it was like people would come in and buy 10 or 12 mm -hmm. and just stock their fridge with it. And so, because I think we all remember how hard it was to get into a grocery store. Right. Yeah. There was lines. Yeah. If yeah. you wanted it, if you wanted it delivered, it was like two weeks later. Yeah. So, um, well, that's that really interesting that you thought of that, like that came to you because a lot of people were thinking how to pivot. It's not, it was hard enough to pivot, but what to do exactly. We just did. Yeah. You yeah. know, and everybody was like, all right. And so then we ended up shutting it all down into one restaurant and focusing on that. And everybody worked out of 1100 uh, or Georgia James, I should say, sorry. And then I got the call from HEB mm -hmm. and they said, we saw that you're doing this. Would you like to put them in our stores? Cause we need help. Right stocking the shelves sure. and we're going to go to a few restaurants. And I was like, yeah. Yeah. I remember that when they announced that. And I thought that's so cool because we mm -hmm. all, not only were we all at home, but we missed eating out. Yep. And so it just brought such a comfort into our homes of having those dishes. Like, you know, cause you did it. Cultivar did it. Um, Hugo did it. There were mm -hmm. some dishes from him. Brennan's and, uh, there's a couple other restaurants. Agricole, Agricole, all their restaurants yeah. or a few of their restaurants. Yeah. It was just really nice. And we just put a list of five things together and then like, the best part about that was that they gave us, if we sold it for $12, mm -hmm. they gave us $12. Oh, wow. That's really good to know. Wow. That's really. They were like, you just need to figure out delivery. And we did. Sure. And you had to, but you had to literally create a new business model for that. 100%. Yeah. Business model. Wow. Well, very impressive. But that is now over, right? It is, yeah. Because COVID is now slowly. Yeah. I think because once people started to go out, we saw a decline in that. And I was like, look, guys, like, this really helped us and they said we know and we know that times are changing and we mm -hmm. can figure out something else to do in the future but you need to get back to your business right yeah because everything's what, open now they all said four we knew it we did what we needed to do and i was like well i appreciate that mm -hmm. for understanding and so we stopped that because the goal was that we would go into 60 or 70 stores but it just didn't make sense at the time because mm -hmm. people aren't buying as many as they were Right, because now they're going out to yep. eat again. But so that was a Houston thing or a Texas thing? Or Houston. Just available in Houston. Yeah. Okay, so now the sausage, though, is right now Houston's, yeah. Houston stores, yep. but will be available. Uh, it's up to them. Okay, oh, for HEB. It's okay. up to them. Okay. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be an HEB solely, but um, right now it's in 62 stores. Um, 
I don't know which ones, mm -hmm. but uh, you know, they, when they first ordered, they're like, well, we'll see how it goes. Mm -hmm. And then a week later, it's going, it's going I got the, Hey, can we get two more? Yeah. Can we double up next week? And it was like, that's always a good sign. Yeah. Cool. Do you feel like this is a start to putting, I mean, I know this is just sort of a long ways away, but maybe putting other products into grocery stores. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to look at, especially, you know, what happened with last year, you have to realize that like what we do for a living, we can manipulate how it goes. Mm -hmm. Right. And, and having, you know, we realize that the, the restaurant industry in itself is a, is a fragile eggshell, mm. you know, when we didn't ever think it was for sure. And then it got dropped. Right. <laughs> and so like, we have to figure out how to be better and how to make more things and right. how to do things differently and how to, you know, people always say like maximize your business, but also, um, you know, find different avenues. Mm -hmm. And so that's well, what all of this, I just think stimulate stimulated all of our mm -hmm. minds into like, what else can we do? What, you know, zooms from our house. Right. You know, now we're going to build a studio for it. Right. Um, bacon sausage going into ATV. Yeah. So like, wait, uh, that's interesting to me because you just told me that. So anyone who has taken a zoom with, um, mm -hmm or signed up for a zoom class with underbelly hospitality, which mm -hmm. you guys do a lot of those who have since COVID and you're still doing them. Mm -hmm. They're out of this house, your own house, yeah. your own kitchen. Did you build this kitchen for that reason? Absolutely not. It was just your play no. kitchen. Yeah, no, we, Lindsay and I spent three years building this house and, you know, putting in the things, you know, that we wanted, you know, knowing that we're not going to have kids. We're going to have a cat. Like what are the fun things that we would do? Right. And so, you know, we put a wine room in, right. we put a big kitchen in, like, and, and those are the things. And then she's got her office in the garage instead mm -hmm. of actually using. So it, it was one of those things we built this for but us. It, it's kind of, it's like your test kitchen. I it mean, worked out really well. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it no, did. It's a great space for it. So I have to stop myself because something smells good. Yeah. It's almost there. <laughs> is that the sausage? It is. Okay. That smells really good. So we take pork and cure it like bacon, grind mm -hmm. it, stuff it, and then pecan smoke it. And mm -hmm. so Belleville Meat Market... Mm -hmm is the place that co-packs it for us. Okay, nice. So we worked with them a long, hard time on this and yeah. lots of trial and error. Yeah, it's so but funny that people don't know like this this package, you know, like what went into it. A lot of, years. yeah, a lot of heart and a lot of time. Um, it was literally, we just hit two years. It was two Easter's ago. We were out in Belleville and I went by, I knew I had a meeting coming up with them and I went by the, the meat market and I bought all of the sausage, all the different flavors. And then we, with some friends and we, I tried them all. I was like, I got to talk to these guys. Very exciting. It smells really good. I, I want my house to smell like this. Ooh, that's hot. Wow. So, you know, I, I also want to talk about, um, while well, I get my thoughts back from that smell, <laughs> you have four concepts we do. and you have more coming. What another yeah. three, four, five coming yeah. in Houston. What, yeah. Well, and that was that was another thing that during COVID we realized is that um, there's a market, right? And real estate had been so high, and and just think about like living expenses and real estate like business, and right. so that kind of dropped. Right. <laughs> and we were ready to t start talking, and then you know, my business partner has been working on the the you know the Houston farmers market for. Four years. That was the old Caninos, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, or like, I guess airline. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that that he's been working on it for four years, and so we knew we were going to be doing something there, mm -hmm. and then other opportunities just kind of unfolded, and it was like, we have the staff. Let's go. Right. Yeah. It really was sort of. 
I mean, a lot of places closed down, but a lot more are getting opportunities to open. People mm -hmm. who have thought about concepts are now getting that opportunity. So let's talk about what, um, there's so much to talk there's about. A, we, need, we need a whole so episode just the, on restaurants. The first thing that will open is the um, Georgia James Tavern, because that's been something that I've been wanting to do for a, a few years now. Now, that's kind of named after Georgia James Steakhouse yeah. and Georgia and James are your dad. parents. Yeah, yeah, that's really sweet. So tell us about the tavern. Uh, so I understanding that like the steakhouse is kind of, a, so it can be a special thing at some sure. point. Like, you yeah. know, you, everyday dining is really hard to do there. Right. And people do do that, but. Um, well, especially yeah. these days, it's a little different. You're not, yeah. you know. But I mean, like a steak every night is not something that is feasible. So right. um, I've been wanting to do this kind of interpretation of it to where it's like, you can go get a really good salad. You can go get a really good sandwich. You can go get a good soup, a steak, a uh, good piece of fish, right. you know, just kind of like your everyday meals. Right. What I really wanted, a company spot, good drinks, good martinis, something easier. So a little bit less casual than Georgia James Steakhouse? A lot less. Okay, yeah. a lot less casual. A lot less. And okay. we're going into Market Square Town. Okay. Um, so it's 60 seats. Right. Oh, nice. You know, so it'll be in downtown. It is. Yeah. yeah it's our first venture into downtown. So you'll have um, a lot of lunch crowd probably. Hopefully. It's going to be lunch and dinner? Yep. Okay. Yeah, dinner to start, and then we'll roll into lunch. As soon as downtown starts to open back up, we'll move into. To, thank you very much. Okay. We'll move into um, lunch. Okay. And probably weekend brunch, but you know we're going into a place that has 400 units already, mm -hmm. um, and it's. You know, I, I never really wanted to go downtown. At least I didn't think so. And then I looked at this property, and it was like, wow. Well, the that, amenities that's a good here. spot. I actually drove by the other day and I saw it. Uh, the it's pool's a, going off the roof. I know that it's so crazy. Market Square Tower is an awesome destination, yeah, and Market Square Park. I mean, people mm -hmm. actually go; they'll get food and they'll eat out there. Yep. And then you get the the all of the you know the ballets right next door. Right. And you'll have that crowd once mm -hmm. the shows start. But um, yeah, I used to live in downtown, and you did. Yeah, yeah, and I felt like I mean I would go out to all the different places, but I so wished that there was a little bit more like yeah. places to kind of hop around. Houston isn't really a city like that. And I feel like it's slowly getting to that point, like with the addition of Zochi. And mm -hmm. of course, I mean, like everything at, uh, well, that Marriott Marquis, there's, you know, all that mm -hmm. around there, Discovery Green and everything. So well, it's you know, and, and, you know, like Lindsay lived downtown on Market Square and she's just it was like, she loved it. I've and been waiting for this. It's probably hot. Yeah. But it's, it's all the bacon part without having to deal with, mm. Like for me, like cooking bacon at your house, you get a sheet tray out or you put it in a pan, it splatters everywhere. There's a giant mess. Right. So if you don't turn the sheet tray in the oven, then certain parts burn. So, so this, it was just in the oven. Mm -hmm. That's it. Okay. For how, what's temperature and how long? 425, mm. 10 minutes. Oh, that's so good. Wow. Yeah. You really could use this in anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm. We've taken it and shaved it. And then put it on like a in a saute pan, mm -hmm. and then just put it in the bun, and it's like a with lettuce and tomato, and you got your BLT. Are you gonna do any like I don't know I don't know like meat yes stuff, but are you ever gonna do like a how like a cheese stuff? Or, in the works. Oh, it's in the works. Good, mm -hmm. I love that. And a jalapeno. Chair. Jalapeno. Yeah, I we, love that in it. We've done. Get in there. We've already done. So good. Yeah. We've already done some test batches on it, and I think that those two are probably the best. I know Lindsay's not really, sometimes she doesn't like sausage that much, but she'll definitely eat the jalapeno cheddar because it's 
it was pretty amazing. I would make a hot dog out of this. Yeah. For sure. Well, we do it at uh, NRG Stadium for Texans games. Oh, nice. Yeah. Okay. As well on the club level. That's the bacon sausage hot dog. This is the same. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. That's a, actually why we really put it into uh, like wholesale really quickly. Right. We had to get it done for Texans season two years ago. Oh, <laughs> Wow. Well, that's really, it's delicious. Yep. Yeah. Um, so that we talked about your downtown concept. I heard about, um, was it underbelly burgers or UB preserved? <laughs> underbelly burger. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, so we, you got hot dogs. Georgia James Tavern will open sometime soon. I hate putting dates on things. Yeah. Then you look, you're like, Oh, June 15th. And then it's like, well, you know, Oh yeah. You said that. Why would you say that? And that so. always happens, especially everything is just a lot slower now, but well, um, yeah, this construction like product is way slow, right? Way expensive. So steel, metal, like. But you know, I just want people to understand how much you're doing, like how much is actually mm-hmm. going on. It's literally like you went from four concepts to another four. Yeah. So there's, there's that. There's tavern. Um, then there'll be underbelly burger at the Houston Farmers Market, mm-hmm. which is you know we we're kind of revamping the cease and desist burger. A little bit, but mm-hmm. not really messing with what is really good. Mm-hmm. That season uh, desist burgers at Hay Merchant, right? Yeah. And so we'll take that burger up and we'll do maybe two or three other ones, but not much. Like, I don't want a burger menu that you have to study. I hate that. I like, like, an in and out menu. Yeah, this is what it's going to be. This right. is where you're going to go. And, yeah. you know, and so we'll be doing 44 Farms and then RC Ranch is doing their butcher shop right next door. Okay. And so you'll basically have the choice on every burger to do Angus or Wagyu. Okay, wow. Take your pick. Yeah. Um, and then bacon sausage and uh, um, maybe a chicken sandwich, but that's about it. Are you going to have french fries? Yeah. Ugh, I was like, I'm not coming if there's no french yeah, fries. No, okay. that's it. And then uh, next door to that will be wild oats. Okay. So is, also in the farmer's market. Mm-hmm, which is um, Nick Fine's restaurant. Okay. So this I love our, that name. Where'd that come from? Her, Lindsay. Because um, <laughs> Nick is Texas born, Texas raised. But out of everybody, like he's traveled and worked everywhere. He's got the best stories, mm. um, you know, from working in Scottsdale and trying to become a, his original job was he wanted to become a park ranger at Yellowstone. Okay. And they basically were like, what are you talking? You drove up there to get a job. And they're, this is before he started cooking. And they're like, what are you doing? This is like the most coveted job ever. Mm-hmm. There's a, he's like, what do you want me to do? They're like, go wash dishes over there. So that's what he did. And then oh, he started cooking. Wow. But then he's like harvested wine in Australia. And like he did. So he's, we say, and he went out and sowed as well. Though. Yes. Okay. That's a good name. I like that. And so he came back and it's a fresh or a new take on just kind of like rethinking Texas cuisine. Okay. And understanding like that can be very kitschy. Mm-hmm. Right. But it, that's the goal is to not do this kitschy. This is exploring, like, not only Texas's past, which is what a lot of people do with this thought process, right. but exploring the future of it. I too. love that because I was going to say a lot of, it can be kitschy, but a lot of people have their own sort of view on Texas mm-hmm. cuisine because a lot of us have grown, I mean, we've, our whole lives have been here. Yeah. And so we've seen a lot and the progression, but there is so much happening right now. Yep. And so that's, that's interesting. You got to know where we're going. Right. But you have to know where we've been. Sure. Right. Until, and, and I think that will be, it's going to be a beautiful thought process and, and to see where that's going. So that's awesome. That's exciting. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a good one. Did we get them all? That's three. There's one more. That's how, you know, you got too many restaurants. No, I'm like, do I, have we talked about this one yet or not? <laughs> which one? Well, then there's, there's the live fire concept, which is that's way down the road. Um, at, uh, 
GID, right? West Dallas and Dunlavy. Okay, cool. We, we did announce that. But then there's another one. Oh, another hush hush. Well, no, it's, it's basically, um, so you, if you drive by, you see the sign out in front of it. Um, it's <laughs> at the market as well. Secret? It's at the market as well. Okay. But we, it's not, we're not doing this yet. Okay. Um, but at some point, we're uh, going to do Underbelly Pantry. And so oh. all of the things that we learned through HEB, mm -hmm. we'll be doing there. Awesome. So lots of sides and meals to go and just feeding your family. So I bring all that home. You, you come over and cook it. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know how that's going to work out. I've seen you cook. Yeah. You can cook. I try, I'm learning. You know, honestly, I was one of those like COVID cooks. I just stayed I home and just, it. yeah, started doing stuff. But, you know, I want to ask you, how did you, you were talking about Nick, but when did you know you wanted to be a chef? I mean, when you were a kid? I don't know. Uh, no. I, I, you know, I went to, uh, you know, I, I, I felt like high school was really boring. Um, did you, where did you go to high school? Were you in Houston? Tulsa. Okay, in Tulsa. Yeah, I went to Union High School. I felt like it was really boring. And then I went to Tulsa Junior College. And um, I just really didn't go to college. And they mm -hmm. finally just were like, hey, man, you might quit paying us money and go figure out what you want to do. <laughs> you sound like me. So it's like, how do you get kicked out of a junior college? Oh, like, man. It's like getting kicked out of HCC. How does that even happen? You know, yeah. like, it, anyway, it did. Um, and so I took a job as a dishwasher in a sushi bar. Um, and kind of worked my way through there. And then uh, my boss was like, you need to go to culinary school. You're good at this. I was mm -hmm. like, what is that? <laughs> and he's like, it's where you learn how to cook. Mm -hmm. And I was like, all right, all right, that sounds cool. My parents had moved here. My dad was in the oil business before he retired. And um, so I went to uh, uh, Art Institute mm -hmm. here in Houston. Nice. And then just gonna work my way through everything. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Well, we're glad to have you here. Yeah, I love it. I'm not going anywhere. It's what are your? I mean, you've it. obviously been here for a long time. What mm -hmm. are some of your favorite places in Houston? I know you love Chinatown, and I love. Mm -hmm. I know you love uh, London Sizzler, which is one of my I favorites do. too. I do. But I what are what are some of your maybe like new favorites that you feel like are going to be you know well, long lasting? I mean, we went to Blue Dorn last night. That place is what Aaron and team are doing over there is really special. It's really great. Um, right. We go to Hai Kang probably more than anything. Mm -hmm. That's in Chinatown. It is, yeah. Because there's just something about, like, you know, you can bring your own wine. They're so nice. Um, and, you know, you walk in and she, <laughs> anybody that takes care of us already knows. Like, you want this, 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 you want this. Anything different? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> there's that feeling like that, yeah, that comfort yeah, feeling good. when you're there. We don't have Dungeness Crab today. Okay, what else do you got? I want this. Okay, mm -hmm. cool. And, and so it's consistent. It's consistent, and they're just about as nice as can be. And so um, we eat there quite a bit. During COVID, I, I started cooking a lot at home. Mm -hmm. So, um, Did any recipes come out of this kitchen that people might know of now that are like at UB Preserve or Hamer? Uh, you know, no, I don't think so, dude. I have a fascination with roasted chicken and crawfish. Okay. So that's it one fifth right now but um so I, was, I tend to because now you know we named nick wong executive right. chef um and so he he doesn't really have to listen to me anymore and, and greg peters same you know nick's never really listened to me so <laughs> i mean nick <laughs> so um you know I, I i tend not to tell the chefs like what i think mm -hmm. they should do i just help them and guide them what they want to do sure um, and I think that makes a better restaurant because right. also in the middle of this, um, we'll, we're going to revamp uh, 
preserve. Okay. Because everything in there is kind of, you know, when we preserved Underbelly, and that's what that really was, like, we took the things off the walls from Underbelly. Right. We really did a little bitty Underbelly. And that's, now Nick is three years into it. Mm -hmm. He needs his. Yeah, it can have its own yeah. voice now at New this point. lights, new paint, new right. everything. And, you know, and we took, there was this beautiful, like, carving that uh, Carlos Rodriguez did. Um, as you walked in Underbelly, we kind of broke that up and put it everywhere. Mm -hmm. Now I'm going to break that up and just put one in every restaurant somewhere. Oh, wow. That's right. Really so cool. there's just like an odd piece of art that doesn't really fit, but it does to me. Yeah. So, um, and that'll just signify that it's a, a UBH restaurant, but, uh, you know, I, I want all of our team to succeed on their own merits. Yeah, for sure. That's, that's the difference between being a chef and sort of being, I guess, a restaurant entre entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. You're really guiding these people and letting them start their own, yeah. you know, walking their own road. I want them to live their life. Right, for sure. Um, so I wanted, I've been telling you this, I don't know if you remember, but I told you that one of the years of one fifth should have been Indian food. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it would have been as successful as some of these others, but I just think- I think it would these, be. Yeah. It, I think I mean, it would be. I think people get intimidated by Indian food. I do. Yeah, so you you just told me you just cooked it yeah. for the first time. Monday. Yeah, and not so, for the first time, first time at home right. at the restaurant, like, cause I got all the stuff. And I, right. You know, but like, and there are out, dishes with Indian influences on at some. At, there is, at, yeah, at, absolutely, right. absolutely. Well, at, also they'll be through Hay Merchant and through Georgia James as well, mm -hmm. because um, two of we have a few cooks that are from Oxford, and most of them work for Vish um, at Snack Bar, and mm -hmm. so he, you know, he brings in such an Indian influence into Southern cuisine that these guys bring that as well, and so it's really beautiful to see, um, and it's like homage to Vish, right, <laughs> not like right. homage to me, but or the city, but <laughs> to him. And that's like Vish's legend. So, um, and you know, I'm not cook. saying this because I'm Indian, maybe I am a little, but I just think there's so many different spices that you can use and mm. make you really exciting with meats or with vegetables and, um, and fish. And so you're playing this one hard, huh? Yeah, I know I'm pushing <laughs> for it. I want a Chris Shepard Indian restaurant. Well, you know what? And, and I do, um, man, it'd be fun. Yeah. I'm telling you, it'd be good. But because the flavors and just the textures of, of the cuisine is in the people are so beautiful. And it's just it's man. it's really it can be really colorful, too. It's just pretty on the mm -hmm. plate. It's pretty to eat. But if you decide to do it and you need a taste tester, I can um, <laughs> taste test and pass judgment. I, I like that. Yeah. You just <laughs> so tell me. Happy it looks this. great. It sucks. Yeah. But it looks great. <laughs> yeah. No, the other night it was like I just got frustrated and like I spent all day, you know, working on a couple of things. And it was like. Just because I wanted to, right? Um, then I realized, man, I, I think just calling London Sizzler is my best. I bet. know, I know, it's so easy. I feel the same way. Like I, I'm talking all this crap. I can't cook a single Indian dish. I mean, my mom makes it for me. I'll go to like Pondicherry, yeah. or I love London Sizzler. I love everywhere in Little India yeah. because I've been going there since the '80s. Um, yeah, it's just so much easier that way. It for on a time perspective, yes. You really learned, and, and I what I really learned was appreciation. Yeah. You know, it's not that I never did. Yeah. Indian food right. cooks for a really long time. It and, does. Yeah. And, and, and you it, eat it in five seconds. <laughs> well, and we talked about it and I'm sitting there and I'm like, we might just get to go tonight. Like, <laughs> I, I Wait, did I, you I, completely ruin your meal? No, no. And no, all it took was just patience. Yeah. And that's what it, you know, that's what a lot of food is, is patience. And as cooks, you're not very patient. You want right. to go. And yeah. that's why having like a thought process, if you do a restaurant, if you have a thought process of having things, ready to go 
everything there. Like okay. that's your mise en place. And like here, I'm like, you know, where is that? And yeah. I go, you know, right. No, that's true. We just sat and <laughs> watched it simmer for two hours. And I was like, <laughs> watching a pot simmer. This sucks. Yeah. And then finally I tasted it. I was like, we're good. Okay, good. So, All right. Well, good. I'll expect an Indian feast next time. All right. Um, <laughs> so tell me, um, tell me what is some of the weirdest things you have in your fridge right now? Right now? I don't know. It um, might not be weird to you. There's a lot of game. I, 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 you know, I, I kinda, like, like different animal meat? No, like ducks. Okay. Like, well, yeah, duck and, um, geese and, uh, I, I, COVID thing. Um, you could get out, and so I went hunting. Like, okay. Every once in a while. I'm, right. I'm not a big hunter. Okay. But the goal is like if, you know, and a lot of the times they're like, you know, hunters are like, you can't make a goose taste good. And I'm like, then why are we going? Right. Yeah. You know, and so my goal was like, if Lindsay will eat it, and she's like, this is delicious, mm -hmm. then I would do it again. Yeah. But if I don't, if she's like, it's not good, then I'll never go again. Right. I probably shouldn't say that because I know she's well, she don't care. <laughs> but you know, I like to fish and hunt and I just started that like later in life and yeah. About it. Um there's about five thousand different pickles in there. So you're a pickle person. I am not. Okay. <laughs> she is. She uh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Lindsay is, so and a lot of pickles. But I found that she really just likes the ones that I make. So Oh, so you make your own pickles mm -hmm. here? Okay. Yeah, like when, you pickle different cucumber season. Right. Mm -hmm. Nice. But other than that, I, I don't know. Hot sauces, mustards. That, these are not weird things, by the way. But there's like seven different types. Oh, and you just cook with that stuff. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, the pantry's worse. I know. I was going to say, you have like books in your pantry. I can see your pantry. It's just massive, mm -hmm. full of all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. I, yeah, that's what when we built this, I was like, I want a big kitchen, big pantry, more refrigeration, and more ovens than you'll ever need. Right. right. Now, still have yeah, you could do it. You know, I hope there never is another shut-in quarantine, but mm. I think you'd be good to go out of this house. Yeah, well, I mean, <laughs> we ate well. She's working, but yeah, because um, we spent a lot of time outside. You know, I bought a fire pit from Mill Scale and Aaron Franklin. Mm -hmm. so, you know, we one of his smokers is back there. And so I got to play around. But, like, right. you know, we talked about, like, like, you like meat. I was like, yeah, I mean... I was yeah. I was gonna I like ask to cook you a that. chicken because I know you, I, I asked you the same thing. You like to cook meat. It's just is that mm -hmm. like a misconception people have? Yeah. Yeah. What do you I, What do you I love to cook? Chicken. I mean that is meat, right? Yeah, that's but, meat, like, right. I'm not gonna cook a brisket or some short ribs or. I, yeah, I, I think don't people want have any this that. idea that you're out here like roasting whole pigs mm -hmm. and just like that's your thing. No, we eat a lot of chicken, a lot of vegetables. And, yeah. And um, and what about pastry? No. Why not? That's not my. I'm not good at that. So I'll tell you every time I ask a chef if they do desserts or if they what they like to make, they're just like I don't touch that. Like no. that is not my thing. No, no I don't. Um, it, it's just like I learned that about myself a long time ago, mm -hmm. and uh, one that's following recipes, and I suck at that. Mm -hmm. Oh, I so mean, you're like one of those? Oh, a dash of this, a pinch mm -hmm. of that. Oh, Writing the cookbook was one of the hardest things ever. Yeah, because we had to go back and rewrite everything because I'd never written anything down. Can I see the cookbook? Yeah. Ah. So the cookbook is Cook Like a Local, which I have this. I forgot. It's on my bookshelf. Mm -hmm. So I, I have the very first cookbook I ever got, too. Wait, how many cookbooks do you have? Uh, wait, a lot. Oh, wow. This is what my so, parents gave me. Oh. 
That's your parents gave you that when you were a little kid? Yeah, like in 78 or 79. That is adorable. And you kept it all this time? It's it's literally the only thing that I have <laughs> that I've my entire life. That is adorable. Okay, so have you cooked out of that one? Uh no, but Lindsay. Wait, because I have to say what we opened up to, the seven dwarfs cupcakes. Yeah. It's pastry. It is, yeah. I'm not gonna <laughs> do it though. Uh Lindsay cooked eggs out of here once. Mowgli's hard cooked eggs? Yeah. This is the cutest book. So, you know, I try and find these. They're really not easy to find anymore. But when I we have chef this. friends that have kids, that's our gift to them. This, and yeah, because how do you find this? This looks like it's been around the block. 78. Wow. This is the cutest. I mean, I sat on the, like, laid on the kitchen floor and looked through that as a kid. Oh, so maybe it was meant to be. Yeah. You weren't supposed to be a chef. Well, well, my mom's, you know, like, you look over here and you look in there and, um, you know, if you ever remember Underbelly, all the books that were there, yes. those were all my cookbooks that, too. That was so charming about that. The mm -hmm. original Underbelly mm -hmm. in Montrose, right? No, it's like there's, if you look at every restaurant, there's about this many books, if not more. Mm -hmm. That's because are I have you, a small addiction. Are you a fan of reading them? Because some people like to read cookbooks or are you like, do you I, like experimenting with what's inside and just I, playing, you know, playing with You know, them? I like to look at the books and kind of like, Sometimes I'll, I'll get into it. And it's like, man, that really makes me want to cook again. Right. Yeah. Really, um, Mr. Jew's cookbook has been the one that really got me going again. And I, I like, I bought one for Nick Wong. I was like, I want to do this. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, man, relax. Like, yeah. Oh. It really, I, I like to read them sometimes just to see what ingredients go together so I can learn to do it yeah. later. But it just makes you want to get up and get in the kitchen. It yeah. really does. It doesn't take me very long for that to happen. Yeah. Well, yeah. Over here. But this one, I just opened up to this. Uh, I mean, there's so many good recipes in here, but this one, grilled shrimp soba noodle salad. Mm -hmm. See, that's the stuff that you can totally eat yeah. at home. But this is the stuff that like, we'll eat. Yeah. 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 So you're not always eating like extravagant Georgia James plates. No. This no. Korean fried chicken looks good, though. Yeah. I don't do that. Not here. <laughs> I don't make fried chicken at home. Like, that's one of those like... It's just a lot. Right. Seems like a house. So how much sausage have you eaten in the last two weeks? That. Just that? Mm -hmm. You're kind of like, that's work. I want to eat Yeah, chicken. yeah. I don't, it, uh, at a certain point, like, no. Yeah, yeah. Like, I don't know. I try not to do that. <laughs> like, but if we cook a chicken or something, like, you know, I'm, I love the live fire aspect of things. Right. Like, we have the time, we'll go out there and do that. Have some people over and double friends. And right. Well, that's fun. Chicken sausage, a bunch of sides. Well, that is that sausage is delicious. Because what I made Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday night. Like a full feast. Well, the Turkey. things that I wanted. But like, so I'm lazy. Okay. And so I got one of Fuji's Fuji's barbecue smoked turkey breast, and okay. I just made this like, the sides. sides. So what kind of like sides are you? Because yeah, uh, baked spinach casserole because that's what Lindsay likes, that's a good one. and then. Um, Mashed potatoes and gravy because that's what Lindsay likes. Classic. <laughs> what do you, and what do you like? I made stuffing. I you like what Lindsay likes. Yeah, you know. I, I know it's going to get eaten. And, but, yeah. Because on Thanksgiving, like you cook for people, you don't really want to do it. Like I, after I cook, I don't want to eat it. Right. No, I know. I I felt the same way when I would work like bartending. Mm -hmm. You know, I would like make drinks and all these beautiful drinks. I was a bartender at Ambrosia. Yeah. In Montrose. And uh, just years and years ago. And afterwards, I was like, you know, you're exhausted. You think you want a drink? You do not want a drink. You just mm -hmm. want, like, a Coke or to go to bed. Yeah. You know? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so I totally get if, that. If I, if I spend the day cooking, if it's not, like, over fire, then it's good. But if I spend it all day in here, it's like, I don't want to do it. Right. No, I get that. 
Well, I'm so excited for your sausage. I'm going to take this Ooh. so I don't have to hunt down 62 HEBs. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so tell people where they can eat this if they want to eat it in the restaurant. That's UB Preserve, Georgia Jane. Uh, UB Preserve does it with, generally on fried rice with fried rice for brunch. Mm-hmm. Uh, Georgia James is always, they have the original. Mm-hmm. Um, we, we, that's the one that we still make in house. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's uh, uh, Fresno chili creme fresh, house made hash browns, and dry cured egg yolk. So it's kind of like their take on breakfast. Right. Um, but that's breakfast for like lunch or dinner, right? Yeah. It's not open like, for breakfast. And that's the thing, a lot of people are like, ooh, this is going to be great for breakfast. It's great for anything. Right. There's no rules with no. this. No. Like literally, we put it on burgers before. So it's yeah. great. Um, and let's see, it's at one fifth. He's doing a hop and John with bacon sausage right now. And before we finish things off, for anyone who needs uh, to know about this, if they don't know already, can we give a little shout out to Southern Smoke? Yeah, absolutely. Um, <clears throat> Southern Smoke was definitely kind of the thing that took off for us this year and really did it what it was supposed to do. It's like you saw. Uh, restaurants just kind of did this and Southern Smoke just did this. So it was like right. seeing both sides of the battle and uh, understanding like the need. And and, it, uh, and for, for anyone who might not know if they're not so, in the industry. So originally, uh, I'll give you a long story short, short story long. Um, originally, we started it in 2015 for a friend of mine that was diagnosed with MS. Right. Um, and we did uh, fundraising events out behind the restaurant through parties, what have you, and uh, started raising money for them first year we threw a little festival didn't really mean for that to happen but it did turn into it and we raised one hundred and eighty-one thousand dollars for the ms yeah. foundation in the next year 284 and that was just from the festival mm-hmm. yeah yeah and then we learned more about like how to you know not cut the entire check at one time and save it for bills because to do that you know <laughs> um we brought on an executive director and uh 2017 when hurricane harvey came through uh, we made the decision to change it uh to a you know people are like how do you help people with the industry is like that's never gonna happen yeah. right that's just we're gonna like that the industry is gonna get left out because right. like funds will go to streets or water or what, what you know whatever right. um and so it's sort of a forgotten it's always an afterthought mm-hmm. i feel like it is um and that year we were able to we put together uh, application process in english vietnamese and spanish where people could apply online and then um, it would go to a verifying committee and then to an awards committee. And then we could cut checks and we cut checks to 139 families. For anyone who needed it. In like the would... Farmers, right. drive through workers, stock wine, stock milk, bussers, so, cooks. And the reason I want to talk about this now is because even though we're sort of coming out of COVID now, there are still a lot of people who suffered, um, you yeah. know, a year ago, they're still feeling that pain. Yep. Um, so they are able to apply at Southern Smoke. SouthernSmoke.org. Yeah. Dot Last okay. since I mean COVID, we've been able to uh, help three over three thousand families, something like that. Over three thousand families with like six point five million. Wow. This past year. And so. this is not just in. Huh? And this is not just in Houston. No, it's nationwide. Nationwide, mm-hmm. you can apply for this. Yeah. So that's really important for anyone listening. Um, and it's completely anonymous, right? Yeah, so, absolutely. I have no idea about anybody. Right. So it's it's really weird when someone comes up and like, thank you so much. And I'm mm-hmm. like, hey, thanks for what? <laughs> right. like, oh, you don't know. No, like, no, I don't. I, I I never will. I heard about that. And I think I was, I also thought that was a misconception is that 
you can you know apply completely anonymous no one's gonna know and it's just something that if you need the help you know it's yeah, there it's there for the taking i don't care right you know and i think the greatest thing for us like it's just having somebody having a, a place where people can go when they really are in a time of need mm -hmm. um but you know i think working I mean, we spent three years, two years working on this, but in June of last year, we were able to um, provide free mental health care uh, for anybody in, in the hospitality industry in mm -hmm. the state of Texas and their children. Wow. So uh, working with Mental Health America, University of Houston, and now Methodist. Um, I, I think that it's important to let people know that these resources are there for them because mm -hmm. the hospitality industry, like we said, it's always an afterthought and people, especially like this last year, I saw how much like they were out there serving people when they were not vaccinated and stuff like that. You really have to, you know, I'm, I'm glad you're doing this for, for I that. I mean, restaurants industry. are cool, but people are better. Yeah, for sure. So for sure. Yeah, we got to take care of our people. Well, on that note, I think your restaurants are cool, but I think you're better. <laughs> thank you so much for inviting me into no. your home and you. uh, letting me taste the sauce. It's just yeah. awesome.